Let's begin with Siyata Dishmaya. Master, we're learning very interesting halachas. I wish someone would have taught me these halachas before I got married, before I knew all the halachas of Kiddush. We're learning some very intricate halachas that are Nagaya Mamish. These are things that they get every single Shabbos Kodesh. Every single Shabbos Kodesh. And for sure, you get married as well, you know. Imagine you marry, <laughs> you get married and this, this girl's been sitting in seminary, so she knows all the halachas. Right, so you guys have been sitting in yeshiva learning toasters in your vomits. Where's Asha? And uh, she knows all the halachas. And you're going to make Kiddush, Charlie, and she's going to say to you, one second, that's how you do it. Why do you do it like that? And you'll be like, I don't know. I never thought about this. I don't know. We were learning toasters in your vomits, right? Ah. So I say, let's go right to the Shikha Lalochas of Kiddush. It's like all the Galochas. There are so many interesting things that are not even brought down in Shulchan Aruch that we are learning over here. Welcome, welcome. So I want to say a few Galochas. First of all, yesterday we started with a Kasha. We ended with a Kasha. And that was the Kasha with a very interesting Becha. I never saw a Becha ever like this ever again. One time a guy came to me with a gorgeous silver sphere. Right, a beautiful, like, it was like an ice cream cone, but pure silver. And he wanted to know, can he use it as a becha? What was the shiner? Obviously the shiner was that if it doesn't stand up, and it cannot stand up on its own, so it hasn't got a shame cleave. It's not got a shame cleave, which is what we're going to be discussing a little bit in a few moments. It that cannot be used for kiddush. So that was his shiner. We mentioned yesterday, and we brought the example of the up, and... We came up that anything that can stand into something else has a din of a kli. Same thing by Hanukkah, and the same thing will be by Kiddush as well. Which means, and this was the Matthias in that case, it came with a gorgeous, like, um, like a stand. Almost like an ice cream, like when you go and you buy ice cream, and then, you know, on the counters over there, they have a place that they put it in the cone. So that's exactly what came with this Kiddush cup. It was amazing. And this Kiddush cup came with a stand so that you could fill it, hold it there, or keep it there, whatever it is. And that was the way of using it. So since it had a stand and it was made to go in it that could stand that way, Mimele, it's got a dinner of a clean, and that's why it will be mutter to use that coat. Okay? Kabaldik. Let's move on right to Rabbi Isai. I want to discuss halacha, which is very nageya, but again, I don't know how many people know the ramifications of it and how practical this is. Halacha la There's a Gemara in Brochus that talks about this barichas. The Gemara in Brochus, Chavala Vamanadav, tells us that a kos shel bracha requires how many things? How many halachas? How many things? How many? What's that? So double that? Excellent. Very good. Beautiful. Comes along, Kobi Kalashina, it says it's ten. That's beautiful. Can you catch? Get a candy. Kobi. I knew I should have been a baseball player. Anyway, let's go. Sark upon him. He requires ten halachot. One of the, the oilam knows the ten halachot, obviously. So I'm just going to do a bit of chazora for the oilam. Because every single kois, shal bracha, requires ten halachot. One of the halachot. Okay, Shukhano brings it. Simon Reish, Ayin, Aleph, Sif, Yud. That hu adin, a koishal kiddish, requires ten Halachas. Ness, are you with me? Very important halachas. Let's start one by one. Okay, we're going to go through them one by one. Kupe Gimel Siv Aleph Ragedis. Hadachas Akois. That means the Shulchan Aruch tells us that Akois Shalbrocha, you're making Kiddush, it requires washing inside and outside. Comes along the Mishnah 
that if you take a shmat or a cloth, whatever, and you give it a wipe and it's clean, that's good enough. The Mishabura says if it's totally clean, which by the way is the Matthias of most of our kosas, before you make making Gideon, it's generally not dirty unless someone else used it, or last night it was used and you want to wash it out from there, obviously you'll have to wash it out. But if it's, you know, sparkling clean from the cabinet and it's dry and clean and nice, Mishabura says, then it doesn't require washing in that case. If you want to go out Pikabala, the Zaya Kodesh, the Heilige Kafachayim brings it. The Kafachayim says that Avada, even if it's totally clean, it still requires a washing in that case over there. Uh, the grass in Shulchan Harab, by the way, is makel, and if it's totally clean, Shimon, then you, then it's okay, you don't have to require cleaning. That's number one. Let's go to number two. Sholem. That means the clean should be a sholem clean. It shouldn't have any cracks in it, shouldn't have any holes in it. In that case, the Mishabura says, it shouldn't even be chipped. Which is why a person has to be careful when you're choosing a kois to make kiddush on, to make sure that it doesn't have a crack in it, to make sure that it's not chipped in any way or anything similar to that, uh, without getting involved in all the different intricate details of that. But that's halacha number two. Um, by the way, included in this is can I use a plastic cup to make kiddush? A very common shaila. In, in any yeshiva, in any kiddush around the world, not always will you have a becha, or if there is a becha, maybe you haven't got hold of it, or maybe there isn't one, or whatever it may be. Am I allowed to use a plastic cup for kiddush or not? This is a shayla. Is that considered to be a kois sholem, which the Gemara tells us, Shulchanak Paskins, is one of the requirements for a kois bracha. So according to that, according to many gedolei poiskim, Rav Moshe has a kaval de you should look this up, and he goes, Moshe had a gimel similar lamates, it's brought down in many in and many as well that held that you cannot use a plastic cup in that case it's disposable it's chad pami that's not called a koisholeim and therefore that's not included in the Gemara it's not included in one of the conditions and it should not be used however b'shas hatchak for example a person doesn't have a becha right for example, which could which could happen you go to a kiddush for example in a shul and there is no becha. So if there's no becha, what does that mean? I cannot make Yiddish. So according to that, even Rav Moshe in the Tshuvas and the Oznidru and Rafal Zatzal and others held that there is no problem with In fact, with Yashub, Rav Shleim Zalman, this is Rav Israel Obak told me, Rav his father, Rav Shleim Zalman, that it's even Lechatchelamotah to use a plastic cup in a case, obviously, where you don't have a becha. Of course, it's more Lechatchelamotah to have a becha. And as I passed in the Tzitzeriezen, based the Oznidru as well, Asasadeh, Rav Henkin, many other good that of course if you don't have a becha, of course everyone agrees it's better to have a becha, but you can use a disposable cup in that case. There's a svara which we're not going into from our Rosh Hashiva Rav Sheinberg. He talks about it like a if plastic cups are muktzah when you put them in the gar- when you put them in the garbage. I'm only going to Hilchos Muktzah right now. It's a discussion for a different time. But he wants the tiny Rosh Hashiva used to say that if you have a plastic cup, a plastic cup is a gavaldiga cup. Just because he said we're rich and we throw out plastic cups, that doesn't mean there's a chasorin in the cup. There's maybe a chasorin in us, but no chasorin in the cup. Maybe the cup is a chasorin cup. No, because we happen to be rich. We're in a generation where we throw out cups. Say that. There's no chasorin in the cup. Okay, it's a svaradagabi mugtza, someone to bring it over here as well, to say the same thing. I asked once Rabbi Zul Obach, Shlita, is there a difference between one cup and two cups? The Olam uses two cups sometimes. You ever saw such a thing? People use two cups when it comes to Kiddush, right? They use, not, not when you can't get them physically, one from the other ones, right? Talking in normal places, where you can separate one cup from the other cup. So Rabbi Zul Obach told me, that there's no enough gemina. 
Doesn't make it better with two cups. What, it's less disposable with two cups? What, you're not going to throw it out now there's two cups? I bother you will, right? Akiva, you must come to me about that one. 100%. Very, very good. As I passed him, Rabbi Zolobak to me, that's what he told me. They asked once of Scheinberg, is it better to use a cup or maybe a glass bottle? Maybe I should just use the, the maybe take the American grape juice glass bottle and use that to be able to, right? What's, what's the halacha? So Rav Scheinberg apparently said that it's better to use a bottle, which better is there, more, a bottle rather than using a cup because that it's a glass, it's a clee, whatever it is. And then you're going to get the shadows that's feel as kalim if you reuse it. Okay. Rav Scheinberg, we can go on. Rav. Oh, very good. You have to rave of the bottle. Some people for that, it's going to be a mile of to use the bottle, not to use the cup. All right, Rav so let's move on. Let's move on. Yes. Okay, say that. What he meant exactly by the bottle of Chaisish. Let's move on. Could you can pour it out also. Um, Chaim, should we continue? We've done two conditions so far. Condition number three, Rabbi Sai, is it's got to be mole. The Ramah says that kosher bracha has to be mole. That means you've got to fill it up completely full. Which is a shayla, which we're not going to get to right now. It's a shayla, we'll talk about it next week. And that is diluting. What happens if a person doesn't have enough? You know how it is. You pour that grape juice and you're hoping that it's going to get all the way. Ruben, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're hoping that it's going to get all the way to the top. And before you know it, you're like three quarters of the way through your knee. And it's like, come on, squeeze out the bottle a bit. Get those drops out over there. What do you do now? So I don't want to get now involved in diluting. If you're allowed to dilute or not allowed to dilute wine and grape juice, we'll talk about that, Beis Hashem. We'll talk, we'll talk about diluting when we talk about diluting, but it could be it's better to take some Lego and put it into the cup so that the coast is full. I love that one. Rather than diluting it, which could lose the same brocha hagofen. Because it's only a miler of coast mole. So if it's a miler of coast mole, I put some Lego pieces, Rafat once told me this, put some Lego pieces in it, it's full up, or clicks, or magnetiles, I don't know, it depends what you want to use or not, I don't know if you want to get involved, all the different types. Sitting everything else. <laughs> oh, come on, you got my gallon's approval. Let's move on to my side. Um, that's condition number. What? Ice cube? Yeah, in Akhanami. And then we'll dilute it, but before it dilutes, so we have the whiskey ice cubes that don't go thing with the, with the water. <laughs> Somebody knows. Anyway. Doesn't make a difference. Robert, so we have to move on. There's so much to do. We're only up to number, where are we holding? Number four. Number four. Makabel Bishteyodov. Dina de Gemara, Rabbi Say. Dina de Gemara. That you've got to accept the kosher brocha with two hands in that case. Says the Taz. What's pshat? Two hands. Zogdailig Taz. Because it's chavivas a mitzvah. I'm accepting it with two hands. I don't know how many people have ever been recently to a tish. And when you, when the Rebbe goes around giving Mazonis or giving whatever, he's giving Lachaim, whatever it is, go watch very carefully by the Hasidim. They take it with one hand or they take it with two? About that they take it with two hands. Nobody accepts something for a rebel. Here, Rebbe, yeah, sure, give it to me. No, you go there with two hands. It's a chaviv, it's a mitzvah, it's a loshan of the taz. And remainder, that's what we do. The loshan harambam, however, is by Kiddush, you don't need makabo b'shteyadov. The Rambam says that you don't need it, um, and the Maisa is very past in the Leket Yosha when he brings the Minhogim of the Truma Sadeshen, that by Kiddush you don't need Makabo Bishte Yadov, and as I passed in to me, um, Rafal Zatzal as well, that you don't need it in that case. Alpi Zoya, Alpi Kabola, 
There's a lot more to discuss that we're not going to go into at this moment of time. We're up to number five, a tefach. That means that the coach should be raised at least a tefach from the table. Number six, l'shem mitzvah. That means that it's a mitzvah and a mufra to fill up the kosher kiddush right before kiddush. Dafka l'shem the mitzvah. Number seven, kisra roish. That means that your head should be covered. Number eight, itur. Itur means, literally, it means crowning, right? Which is an interesting thing, because the Vilna Goin in Maisara brings down that I'll pee the Gemara. It means to put six kosas around the cup, around the becha, to make like a crown, to make like an itur. I don't know if you ever seen anyone do that, but if you have the kosher kiddish, the Vilna Goin held to put six kosas around it over there in that case. Um, it, it, I saw in the Kafachayim, and I try very hard to be Mekayim, this beautiful Kavachayim, where the Kavachayim says that itur means with Talmidim. That to, have, to be itur the Kais with Talmidim around. And this way you're being Mahatta the Kais, Lashon Gemara, And that's your Mekayim, that halacha. Number nine, Rabbi Isai. Nasan Einav Ba. Right? Again, Rabbi Isai, when you go to someone's house for Shabbos, you can go through all of these ten, you can discuss it, you can handle with them, because I'm sure they know all the halachas of Kiddush, and all the halachas that the Kais needs. Number nine is what? You've got to look at what? The Kais shall Kiddush, says the Shulchan Aruch, why are you looking at it? So there should be no Hesach Hadas in that case. Okay? That's why the Ramah says, don't take a narrow cup that you won't be able to see inside over there. What's going on? And the tenth one is to send it to your wife. will be able to make that one very, very soon. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai, to one last halacha of today. Very interesting halacha. Everyone knows that there's halacha, there's the Indian, whatever you want to call it, of covering the challah, right? You cover the challah b'sha'as ha'kiddish, okay? Little do people know the details and intricate nafkaminas that go in to this small halacha of covering the challah. So, what are the reasons why, when it comes to Shabbos, and we have Lecha Mishnah, and we're about to make kiddish, that we cover the challah, so the Shulchan Aruch, the Torah, at Semen Reish, Ayin Aleph, Sites, brings three reasons why we cover the Chal. I'm sure everybody here knows the reasons. I'm probably just doing Chazorah for the Olam. Three reasons why we cover the Chal, Azariah, before we make Kiddush, right? Everyone knows the reasons. What are they? Number one, right? This is Toysus and Shabbos Kufya Tesama Base. Toysus brings down, which also a Matcha, Russian, Iran, whatever. But Toysus says very clearly, the first reason why we cover the Chal before we make Kiddush is very simple. Is because we don't want to bring in the challah before Kiddush, right? Because we want to show that this Suda is not because we're hungry. Oh, Chas Shalom, we're not hungry. We spoke about it by Shalashitis. We're doing this in order to have a Suda of Shabbos Kodesh. So I, if I bring it before Kiddush, I have a problem. It means you're hungry and just make Kiddush because I need to eat. Zuktosvus, cover it, make Kiddush, and now reveal it. Ah, the covered Shabbos. As I pass in and toasters and come and be showing him, that's what happens over there. It's a rash bomb and also in, 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 in Psochim, whatever. That's reason number one. Reason number two, this is the famous reason that everybody probably grew up with and knows, and that's for Esme Yushalmi. And what does Yushalmi say? That means everyone here is familiar with the Shulchan Aruch and Hilchus Kedim and Sabrochus and Simon Reishid Aleph. That says that you cannot make certain brochas before other ones if you're intending to eat both of them. Which means that if I'm going to eat hamoitzi, what right do you have to make hagofen first? So the reason that you show me, which again, the Rosh, the Motcha, others bring down as well, is that we cover the challah 
Because really, you're meant to make the baruch on the challah first. Hamaytzi. But I'm making a goffin because I have to make a goffin because I have to make kiddish. Memela, I cover the challah so it shouldn't be quote unquote embarrassed. That's the kind of supreme godim on it that we're not going into at this moment of time. And the last thing, the Torah brings the third reason, which is what? Everyone knows the third reason? No, we did that one already. Somebody help me, please. What? Very good, very good. Ah, Chacham Shmuel, the Mon. You're right, Chaim, you're right. Zeichet to the Mon. Zeichet to the Mon. The Mon, when Kalali Swar woke up, was covered in both directions, both sides, top and bottom, which is why we had the, the underneath as well, the tray, the tablecloth, whatever you want to call it. Now, Rabbi Sai, everyone here knows these three reasons. But there are five nafkaminas between the reasons. Okay? Listen to these nafkaminas, because it's very, very interesting. Nafkamina number one. Okay? Nafkamina number one. You see with me? Nafkamina number one. Shalashidas. Ah! If the reason is because of the mon, then I understand that I need I need to cover it. But if the reason is because of kiddish and embarrassing, well, nobody makes kiddish at the beginning of shalashidas in order to matter the rest of shalashidas. So if you're not making kiddish verse, so make a mozi verse. If you make a mozi verse, why are you covering the challah when it comes to shalashidas? Or do you even need to cover the challah by shalashidas? For the wine. So the <laughs> ma'isa. Lemaisa, the post can bring down that enochanami, enochanami. So, for the reason of the embarrassment, you don't have to cover it. But the for the reason of the zeichalamon, it should be covered. That's nafkamina number one. Nafkamina number two. You go to a kiddush shabbos morning, kiddush rabba, marim psachim. When you're ma'isa, when you're making kiddush shabbos day, and you've got mezoinus in front of you, which we'll have to discuss. If that works, if it doesn't work, they have to remake Kiddush after eating the Mazonis. There's a lot to discuss. I told you, there's a lot of halachas we have to get to. But the Meister, when I make Kiddush on a Shabbos day, do I have to cover the Mazonis in front? Or do I not? Because this is the Meister, I'm making Kiddush B'mokim Suda. If not, then how am I eating the cake? So I'm assuming that I'm making Kiddush B'mokim Suda. What's my Suda? The cake. So my Suda is the cake, so shouldn't I cover the cake? Or maybe if it's Eichel Or maybe it's only when you got Lecha Mishnah. I didn't realize this was so complicated to cover the challah. I thought it was a simple thing. You just put a tissue over it and zaygazin. Not all these nafkaminas. So the Maestro, without going into all the details of Isaiah, the Leket Yosha, when he brings down the minhogam of his Rebbe, the Heilige Truman's Hadeshen, brings down that you only have to cover, Bikula here, Rabbi Isaiah, remember this? You only have to cover the Mazonis in front of the Makadish. The one that's making Kiddush, he's the one that has to cover the Mazonis in front of them. Everybody else over there, together with Kanina Horrid, the meat boards, and everything they have, and all the other fancy Kiddushim over there, somewhere in the, in the world, that everyone knows exactly where I'm talking about. Right? You have to cover the Mazonis in front of the Makadish. Everyone else does not. Rafal told me actually everyone should cover the Mazonis. All the Mazonis should be covered over there. That's Nafkamina number two. That's only Mazonis. Yeah. What? For the money. If you have a mash on the table. Rabbi said we have to finish. Nafkamina number three. Nafkamina number three. If the whole reason of covering the challah is so that when I make Kiddush, the challah is not embarrassed, Shimon, send out a kasha. After I make Kiddush, take off the cover. It's finished. It's not embarrassed anymore. Why, why is it still covered? Ruben, you hear the kasha? Why is it still covered? Why do we have the cover on still? The mon, I did the mon already. It was good, it was covered, right? Maybe. So, 
The Mishnabur brings a machlekes the chay adam and the primagodim legabe this kasha. The primagodim says it should only be covered until kiddush. Once you make kiddush, rip off the cover, off you go. So the primagodim brings that. The chay adam says no, only until hamotzi in that case. And Lamaisa later on the Mishnabur brings that being a kaddish pass only for kiddush it goes over there. I don't want to go into all the details over there. Revelation of Lamaisa Paskins that it's enough to cover until after kiddush. After kiddush you can remove it. There is no problem whatsoever in that case. Others hold not that way. It's covered shoppers to keep it covered. I say chalamon. You want to do it b'shasti, b'shasti lechamishna, whatever it may be. Nafkamina number four. What about a see-through cover? I never saw this being sold, by the way. Maybe we can make a lot of money. Put a based off a logo on the bottom over there. We can send it out to all the donors with the halachas. We'll put the link to the she. What about a see-through cover? If the reason is Zeichelamon, so I have Zeichelamon, because it's covered. But if the problem is embarrassing, well, it can see the wine, can't it, from outside eye. It can see the wine from inside the cover. So what then does that have? Is that you with me? That will be the kasha over there. Okay? Rabbi Zalman Lamaisa, when he discusses this, says that the ikr is that it's covered. And therefore, a see-through cover is good enough to cover your challah. There's no embarrassment, as I pass in Rabbi Zalman Lamaisa. Rabbi Nisim Karelet, that's all, was choyduk on that. And he'll know if it's see-through, then it's not going to be good in that case. Right? And the fifth nafkamina possibly would be if you don't cover the whole challah. There's the whole challah to be covered, or a little bit can be stuck underneath it over there. Rabbi side, there are tremendous amount more halachas that we have to discuss. The idea of washing... Before Kiddush, standing or sitting, diluting, Chama Medina making Kiddush on whiskey shop this morning. There are so many halachas in Mitzvah Shem. Next week, Mitzvah Shem, we shall continue. Have a wonderful day.